this is Out for One Sports, your podcast for all things Philly sports. Let's get into it. Good evening, this is Tom with Out for One Sports. And this is Anthony with Out for One Sports. Hey, Daddy! <laughs> she- she- Hello. That's to be a lifelong tradition now. <laughs> Today is Tuesday, June 1st. Can't believe it's already June. And, uh... Good old Mama June, baby. Post-Memorial Day. How was your Memorial Day weekend? It was good. I did yard work yesterday. Yard work? Cutting down some trees and cleaning up, getting ready for some good barbecue season. That sounds like what I would normally do Do on a uh, Monday or Tuesday. I skipped that this week, and Sunday, me and Casey just chilled at the house, and then yesterday we had some beers over her friend's house. Sweet. A lot of beers, actually. Busy day. Drinking another Coors Light now. Ooh, look at you. What are you drinking? I got a White Claw mango for tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Daddy, chill. Hey, there's no law when you're on the claw. That's what I've heard. So, anyway, uh, well, we got the Phillies on right now. I believe they are up 3-2 to two off of two home runs. So, we are to- talking 4-2 to two right now, top of the fifth. 4-2. to two. So we had Torres and Odubel hit home runs. I think Real Muto had a run. Um, not sure who else had the other one. Real Muto. But it would be nice to get a win here because uh, in the last 11 games, not including this one, they're 3-8. and eight. You know, currently sitting three games back of first place of the uh, New York Mets who have won like five or six in a row. It's really crazy. Not um, good. Uh in the last 15 days, it's just like our, our guys are doing nothing but striking out, really. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I think the guy, uh, our best hitter right now is, uh, well, I, I guess you can't really count it too much because he hasn't played a whole lot, but Ronald Torres is averaging 3.23. And then it's Gene Segura, your everyday second baseman. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like it's a whole lot. In the last 15 days, you're talking – the most amount of hits somebody has is 14. So that's like maybe one or two extra in one of those games there. It's like, this isn't getting it done. And we were like, I saw a stat the other day. They had like, I, I, I can't even remember the number, but it was an astronomical number of strikeouts already this season. Way more I think than, it was 14 in four innings. It was just ridiculous. Like, they're not, like, they can't get on base. They're not bringing runs across. Uh, how many times are they leaving runners in scoring position? It's just terrible. Right, this team doesn't have much leadership. I mean, right now, I mean, you get a guy back like JT Romuto that should start to kick in. But as far as that, you know, you got Bryce Harper that's out. Um, To me, this team's got four, maybe five solid starters in the league. Otherwise, you know, the rest of this roster is really poorly constructed and, you know, quite frankly, not good. I mean, you got 
Bryce Harper is a given. JT Romuto should be a given. Uh, Aaron Nola, hit or miss, but he should be a given. And uh, Zach Wheeler. I mean, Gene Segura is good in a pinch. You can always look to upgrade, but he's definitely solid. But outside of that, I mean, Reese might be doing pretty good at the bat, but, I mean, his defense sucks right now. Um, I mean, you could get a guy like Brad Miller maybe to step up, an older guy, well, become a leader, you know, even though he is a bench guy. But Well, Reese defensively-wise, I mean, there's not a whole lot of first baseman he needs to do there except catch, catch, a, catch a ball and get Gordon out. So, I mean, he's really not that great. With I it. think actually quite opposite. Like his hitting's been great. I mean, you can't really comment too much on his defense because you know you don't can't expect a first baseman to do a whole lot. And then he's really been the un, unspoken leader of this team. I feel like you know I kind of heard that from the uh, on the radio the other day because it just doesn't seem like anybody else has taken those reins. This is probably one of his better seasons he's had in a little while. I mean, I mean, it's always going to be both raised on the radio. I did hear my portions of it too on the radio, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's hitting a good bat, but defensively for a first baseman, he's not up to par. Uh, there's a couple mistakes out there. I mean, overall, this team's defense has been just poor. Um, and I'm just looking at this lineup, and it's just so different. I mean, a Duble Herrera, a guy. You know, had his issues in the past. You know, didn't even start with the team because of, you know, all that controversy. You know, making it so that, you know, your center fielders, you know, Adam Hazley, great, woo. But this guy's come in and pretty much stepped up, you know, given a little bit of life here and there when you need it. Um, kind of this, this lineup kind of looks like uh, the Phillies, you know, three years ago. Yeah, right now with all the injuries, it's looking like 2016 or 2015-2016 Phillies. Not very good. And, you know, two of the biggest disappointments in my eyes are Andrew McCutcheon and Alec Bohm. Oh, yeah, look at them down on the like, lineup. Like McCutcheon, you know, he's been relegated to six, uh, the sixth pole on the, in the batting order. He's uh, averaging these last 15 days uh, one, one point, uh, .136 with six hits and one home run. Um and then his, you know, and then Alec Bohm, one point, um, so that was 1.36 for McCutcheon, sorry. I don't know why I said that. And then 1.25 for Bohm with six hits. And the, I think he just had another hit. And that six hit was just today. So he, uh, he and, the, and not only they're hitting, but their defense defense game has been terrible this year. You know, McCutcheon, I think they said, told him he needed to get his eyes checked. And then I don't know what Bohm's doing. He's had, like, two identical plays where he's, like, running into foul territory, overshoots the ball with his glove, and then, like, tries to reach barehanded for it and misses it. And, you know, in one of those games, you know, had he made that catch, it saves two runs because it saves a home run. But, you know, obviously he didn't do that. And it just prolonged, you know, and the other one just prolonged the inning. I am not can't remember if any more runs scored as a result, but it's like these guys are not up to par. Um, and like you said, too, it doesn't help that we got a lot of injuries, you know. Unfortunately, we lost one of our utility guys, Roman Quinn, probably for the season. Uh, Ruptured Achilles. He was pro- immediately put on the 60-day uh, uh, IL. I'm not sure if it's ruptured yet, but it is a, a, a severe Achilles injury. Yeah, I think they're looking at it right now. But even then, I mean, there's no beat in your chest to Roman Quinn. I mean, he is nothing special. I mean, he can steal the base, and you know, he's got speed. But this guy, you know, tweaks a finger, and he's out for... 
long periods of time. And yeah, He had just got back from the IL only like a week or so ago. I just feel like that experiment, you know, thinking he could be, you know, possibly, you know, Jimmy Rollins, the future of Jimmy Rollins is just over and they need to look to, you know, really stack in. You know, you got to look at Mickey Moniak, you know, does he still need years to go? And then, uh, you know, Bryce Harper, he's been on IL retroactive to May 22nd with the uh, bruised left wrist and forearm. That, I don't know if, I don't know if that was – I don't think that was a result of that, you know, hit-by-pitch against the Cardinals because that was more like in the face, I thought. No. Um, I mean, I would much rather him get his rest, you know, get himself fully back to health. You know, I don't want to see him breaking himself to you know, be – you know, yeah, the guy has proven so much for this team that he wants to be the leader of this team and, you know, going through, you know, injuries left and right, you know, and still continuing to play and, you know, overruling his coaches and stuff just just to play shows a lot of heart, unlike, you know, LeBron James, who, you know, forces himself out of games because, you know, somebody poked him in the eye. But, you know, at the end of the day, I would much rather him get fully healthy so that he's – with us during the right portion of the season. I feel like the Phillies get hurt at the wrong part of the season, which hurts them at the end. You know, they start out hot, and then they cool off. They get injuries. They might try to push a run, but they just don't have it because of the injuries and stuff. You know, a lot of your good teams, they get injured early on. Right. Now, um, Harper, I mean, I don't think he'll be – his. Uh, I Elston expires tomorrow, but I don't expect to see him in the lineup tomorrow because that's a twelve thirty-five start in Cincinnati. So I'm thinking maybe because you know he can maybe rest up until Friday, and um, and then you know play with the, yeah in that national series. So hoping maybe we can get him back then. You also got Didi Gregorius who's been out since May twelfth. Um, he's at a swollen elbow. I was reading that he was throwing, but there's still no timetable on his return. Um, that's another bat that's you're missing out of your lineup. Yeah. So, I mean, personally speaking, they got to start looking to make some moves. I don't know what they can do at this point or who's really available. I know a couple times before we were talking about maybe looking at Chris Bryant. I don't know if the Cubs are really willing to sell now because, you know, they're first in their uh, division right now. You know, but if – they still want to offload his contract because, you know, he's playing really out of position. You know, the guy's hit, you know, for the season so far. He's 60 for 185, three, uh, 0.324 batting average. Um, I mean, he's a guy that has a, his name is out there every year the past couple of years. I, I've heard interest from the Phillies last year. I mean, that's definitely a good name to, to think about, but, you know, you're really pushing yourself in a luxury tax at that point. So they have to figure, are they a team to waste that kind of money on, especially if the guy might not be back next year. i got to correct myself. That ain't true! Um, sorry, these averages sometimes get me confused. McCutcheon, .136, Bohm, .125. That might have gone up a little bit after today's hit. But anyway, uh, back to Chris Bryant. Uh yeah, I mean, if they feel like they want to try to compete this season, that's something they're going to have to make a move on. And quite honestly, with the way Bohm's been playing, I'd almost put Brian at third base. Um, just because yeah. know, the defense has been terrible by Bohm, and there's really been no production at the plate as of late. Yeah. And then they got to, again, start looking for pitching, you know, because the back end of their lineup is not very good. You know, I, you know, no, really no one hasn't been 
call that great. I was watching that game, and, you know, he had one strikeout in four innings. His first strikeout was in the fourth inning. That's not good. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's only two away for breaking the record of, you know, the youngest uh, Phillies player to reach, you know, 1,000 strikeouts. So, I mean, granted, he's still going to be there. Really is your solid number two because Wheeler's really stepped up to become your number one. Yep, definitely. I mean, Eflin's been sh- kind of shaky as your three. You know, you never know what you're going to get from him. Um, Velasquez, I mean, granted, his last start wasn't too great, but every other yeah, He got humbled. He definitely got humbled. Yep. And then, you know, I don't even know who our five is anymore. Is that Spencer Howard? No, I mean, he's – no. Um, he's just not good enough. I know Chase Anderson went to the pen, and Matt Moore got designated for assignment. So I, I don't know even know who our, technically who our five is. I mean, maybe it could be Spencer Howard, but right now at the moment, I mean, he's not you know, He's not appropriate for it. Personally, like, what is the uh, up, what is the status on Cole Hamels? Is he is he ready to go? Can you know we get him pitching some getting some thrown off the mound? Yeah, I mean, he's got to be better than what we got in fourth and fifth spot. And gotta look, gotta look into something. I know he's you know up there in age, but he's a free agent. He's wide open. Why don't you just bring him in and see what he's got? Yeah, Phillies are now down again, four to three. Oh, fabulous. Guys, we suck. Uh, yeah, this is. Ugh. I hate, hate having to keep reporting that, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, can we just start looking at him? See, you know, see where he's at. Maybe try to get him in here if he's healthy. And then uh, I was reading uh, some reports before, just some rumors, nothing real substantial, but maybe look at John Gray from Colorado. Um, maybe look to maybe bring up Adonis Medina from Lehigh. You know, he's average. You know, got a 3.48 ERA. He's three and one this year. Uh, he's got f- five strikeouts and, uh, or I'm sorry, 15 strikeouts this season. I'm sorry, and I think only six walks. So I mean, maybe give him a shot. Um, yeah, certainly. You know, I haven't been too too worried about the pen because it's not like we've really had leads to blow. <laughs> so I mean, this is. You know, trending towards another disappointing season for the Fighting Phils. And I just bought a new hat, too, and I like I would hate for it to go to waste. Speaking of which, I didn't realize my head could get any bigger. I was at a 7 and 5 eighths before, and that just started to be way too small for me. So I had to move up to 7 and 3, three fourths. Yeah, I believe I wear 7 and 3 fourths. Damn, so you got the same size head as me, and I have always was always made fun of as the guy with the big head. <laughs> now I'm like one hat away from a size 8. That's not good. You know, I really wish the uh, lids wasn't so damn expensive, though. You know, this hat's like forty bucks. You know, forty bucks nowadays. Yeah, I kind of wanted to get, kind of wanted to get a Sixers hat too, but it's like I, I don't want to walk out with two hats and have spent like seventy bucks. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of ridiculous. And I kind of wanted to get some other colors too, because I got like a green Phillies jacket. You know, kind of want to get like a green hat. Can't find that though. Of course, I'm trying to uh, maybe get some OF1 merch, but you know. See, see how long that takes. Yeah, we could definitely start, you know, creating that. Yeah. So, what, what, I mean, what do you what do you think the Phillies got to do to you know really strengthen this team going forward? Pitching, find themselves some leadership. You know, outside of you know Harper and J T. Realmuto, who are just your given best players, 
there needs to be players on this team that bring their leadership to the table. They don't even have to be good. Just be decent and just show your, your presence in the locker room. And I feel like, you know, to me, there isn't any of that. I mean, in reality, I don't even really see it much with JT, JT Romuto. I think a lot of it is just his presence, not necessarily his voice. But Harper's a big deal. Harper's, you know, the face of your franchise. But you need more than that. Yeah, Harper's usually the guy that's going to get you riled up, and he hasn't been doing that much of, as of late. You know, his first season or so, he was the guy who would, like, you know, wave his arms up and down, you know, get everyone to yell. You know, when he'd run out to the outfield, you know, he'd, like, wave his arms up, you know, to get people on their feet, but not much of that lately. Probably just because of his struggles, you know. He's got to get back, he's got to get healthy, and he's got to start hitting that ball, you know, really be that leader for us, really put this team on his back. Um he can't do it himself, though. I mean, it takes, you know, all the eight other batters and, you know, your pitcher to really get get you in gear. And I, I don't know if we have the lineup to really get us far. You know, we gotta, yeah, I mean, we might be a wild card team at this point, but we can't be not a, much farther than that. We're going to have to not be afraid to go over that luxury tax, you know, if we really want to compete. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you're going to have to look for better pieces next season you, you got to remember that you know you can have all the bats you want but if you know you're giving up 10 runs a game it don't help you know you you've really got to update upgrade your third through fifth pitchers Eflin's not really going to get it done for you um I know he's in the final year of his arbitration deal and then you know your fourth and fifth pitchers I mean I don't know what they were thinking there Matt Moore and Chase Anderson you know you really you really should have brought in another starter um, in the off season, you know. Anyway, just like Biden would say. Anyway, I mean, one of the big things too that you got to think about with this team is that Joe Girardi needs to fix his attitude. Uh, this whole change, you know, pretty much failed him. You know, in New York, don't bring it here. You'll you'll be gone quicker than than you think. Uh, he's got to he's got to be present with the fans and you know with the media. I understand keeping th- some things away, you know, and you know having such an attitude, a certain attitude, but uh, you cannot steer away. It's not going to help you. This fan base will just eat you alive, and you'll be out of here quicker than you know it. And yeah, you know he's got to he's really got to wake up. You know, one of the big things that he came here with was his ability to you know, adapt the lineup and, you know, having a good rotation with, you know, his bullpen. And to me, obviously, that's been a just an, a huge fail. Yeah, I mean, he, he, what he brought with him was success, you know, from the Yankees. And it doesn't seem like he's really brought that with him. And, yeah, you're right. This is not the, this is not the city to act like a jackass as a head coach. You know, you saw how, how Peterson got treated towards the end when, you know, he wanted to act like Bill Belichick to the, to the press and everything else. So, I mean, the guy's going to have to clean up his attitude a little bit and be a little more open with us. Don't have to give us every little detail because we don't need to know everything, but you could be a little more honest with, you know, the injuries and things of that nature. Just opened my second beer. A beautiful kind of beer. Same one. Of course, light. Yeah. Sea light. So, with, like, other coaches, uh, Doc Rivers, you know, Ballsy with his uh, comments about uh, Ben Simmons. What do you think of that? Well, Wizards were really going with the hack of Ben approach last night to really um, limit the Sixers' scoring. 
seemed like he was like, what, what was his percentage yesterday? I think it was, I, I want to say like 25%. Yeah, because that guy, he was either missing them both or only had one. He could not, like, sink both foul shots every time they fouled him. Um, I mean, I understand you. You're not going to go and say the guy, you know, go talk nasty about the guy to the press. I'm sure, you know, whatever he's got to say, he's going to say behind closed doors. You know, you're going to defend your players. Any good coach would. You know, he probably just kind of sick of hearing about it. Um, I got to be honest, though, like, you know, we were talking earlier. There was a lot of just missed shots on the, on our team where we could have taken the lead, but you know it really didn't help today. We lost him beat in the first quarter, because um, you know he fell fell hurt his knee, and then you know we got some damn poor officiating too. That was some of the worst officiating I've seen in these playoffs so far. I mean I don't understand how it West or I'm sorry Simmons can go up for a layup, literally get tackled from behind by Westbrook. You know both arms around the guy's neck, and, you know actually one around probably around the neck and the other one around the head. And you don't call that a flagrant. That was clearly a flagrant. You know, we should have kept, we should, you know, would have been nice if Ben made both foul shots, but we should have kept the ball too, and we didn't. You know, the refs kind of have to, you know, up their game a little bit. You know, you can't be costing teams games or, you know, making piss poor calls that like that. That's just ridiculous. Right. And, um, I mean, I don't want to really you know, get too far with the, the refs because at the end of the day, the refs are going to be refs and you have to look outside of that. But, I mean, it just seemed sloppy after Embiid got out of the game and you know, missed shots. I mean, again, Ben Simmons, another game where he just had poor free throw shooting. Right. Free given shots he can't make. That's a problem. And, I yes, I understand his defense is incredible. I mean... You need a guy like Ben Simmons' defense for sure. But, you know, and again, he doesn't have to be a 40-point scorer. But, you know, you need to shoot and you need to make what comes your way. You know, to go 25% from the free throw line, that's a joke. I could hit better than that. And I don't even, I'm nowhere near capable of playing professional basketball. It just seems like Ben really has never upped his game so much. You know, every once in a while he has those games where he takes over and goes, you know, nuts like that Jazz game a couple months back, you know, when Embiid was out. You know, this is the type of game where he really needed to take control, you know, take the reins as the leader and, you know, put this team away. It would have been nice to sweep them because we haven't swept the team in, year, you know, 30-something years, I think. And, uh, you know, got a nice week off, get Embiid healthy and rested, you know, get ready for the second round. But it wasn't to be, but, you know, I guess, the, you know, one little bright spot about that is we get to go back home to a 100% uh, to 100% capacity at Wells Fargo Center. Yeah, that's going to be very exciting. Uh, it's going to be loud, going to be raucous. Only bad news about that now, too, is Embiid is doubtful. Doesn't mean he's not going to play, you know, and I can see him, you know, toughing it out to get the series closed, but, you know, do you really want to chance it? Because, I mean, personally speaking, you could probably, you know, if everyone could play a good game, they could probably beat the Wizards without Embiid. You know, personally, I would like, you know, I would love for him to, I would love for him to play, but if he's hurt, you know, I would like for us to try to win without him so he can get that rest. Right. Or even just keep him light, you know. I kind of feel like his presence is going to be needed no matter what, but what if you just keep him light in games, you know, put him in crucial moments. Don't put him in, you know, 30 minutes a game. Put him out there for 22 to 25 minutes, you know, total, and you know, put them out there in the crucial moments. Make those teams afraid. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you gotta like, 
You gotta break, you know, maybe load manage him in the game, you know, still play him, but maybe, you know, limit his minutes a little bit. Give, give him like a minutes restriction. Because it's like, of course, he's out of a game, and what happens? The Sixers lose. You know what? You know what I really enjoyed though, who who almost brought us back into that game, was Tyrese Maxey. Yesterday. Yeah, I mean, twenty in uh, twenty-two minutes, the kid had uh, fifteen points, twenty-one assists, I think it was. Or no, I'm sorry, 15, no, I read that wrong. Fifteen, fifteen points, two assists, one rebound. Sorry, I wrote all my notes kind of close together. But fifteen points in twenty-two minutes ain't bad, and that kid really almost brought us back and took the lead. You know, he missed the layup that would have taken the lead, but, I mean, he was out there doing more than anybody else. I mean, I was actually shocked that, you know, just hearing early on, you know, he probably wasn't going to get a whole lot of minutes in the playoffs, which is understandable being, you know, a young, you know, developmental rookie. But, I mean, with Shake Milton struggling, you know, it was worth a flyer to throw Maxie out there. And, I mean, he looks fabulous. Like, you know, they, it seems like they're putting him up against uh, – Russell Westbrook and fabulous, just how good of defense, (laughs) just how good of defense he played against Westbrook was incredible. Oh yeah, Uh, so he's really taken I think that seventh spot, you know, the second spot off the bench. No, after George Hill, Um, you know, keep playing him. But yeah, the only thing I I can say is uh, Simmons. We need him to step up, especially if Embiid's going to be limited or you know not even playing. Like, I just feel like you're, you know, you want to think that you're the number one guy. You know, we all know who Embiid is, but you want to be the number one guy. Well, when your true number one guy is out of the game, then you need to really step up and become the number one guy. And, you know, in my eyes and probably into a lot of Sixers fans' eyes is you need to score points. I don't care if you got to go in for a dunk every single time, but you need to score points, and he's not doing it. Yeah, there's the, the other game where, you know, he's making turnaround uh turnaround shots um he was taking it to the hoop he looked good that was i think that was game two they won the 120 95 guy had simmons had 22 points looked really good um you know a couple other bright spots you know back in like game uh three was uh both green and curry were draining threes you know danny green was on fire you know he was looking like uh danny green when he was playing in the raptors in the finals yeah I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're, you know, as long as they keep themselves shooting and shooting pretty accurate, it should be good. I mean, you're not expecting, you know, 30 points out of those two guys. You're expecting, you know, the hopes of 8, 10, 12, 14 points each. And to me, I think they're surpassing that. I think they're playing their part. They're doing their part. Andrew McCutcheon hits a solo home run in the sixth. The Phillies extend their lead now over the Reds 5-3. to three. I didn't see where we took took the four to three lead, but uh, you know, thank God. <laughs> All right, McCutcheon. You know, we were just trashing. Can you give me that score again? Five to three. We were just trashing him a bit ago, and now you know he had a two run home run. Oh, you gotta be scared because you said that the Reds took the lead three to whatever, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry, not a two run home run. It was a solo home run. My bad. Well, look at that. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I missed that here. Yeah, Alec Baum singled in the top of the fourth. JT Romuto scored. The Phillies were leading three to two. And then, um, dang, sorry. And then Reese Hoskins doubled in the top of the fifth, and Segura scored, uh, which made it four to two. 
and then free i i read this really wrong freeman singled in the bottom of the fifth uh that was still four to three reds so i i read or four to three phillies so i read that wrong i guess i missed the part where uh hoskins doubled sorry i'm reading these things on the fly i don't normally see it <laughs> what what oh man i'd have to just say this then today old friend gotta get me some glasses i'm getting old 32 years old but yeah at the end of the day i think you know the keys to winning you know tomorrow's game is one you need your big guy back you know if it's doubtful then they need to play smart basketball and they need to pretend like they have him beat on that court i mean the, the fact that one guy leaves the court and there's no more fear you know poses a problem especially for the later rounds but you know Let's get the, the aggressive Ben in there. You know, again, not expecting, you know, 40 points. But, you know, let's get some aggressiveness in there. And, you know, I'm assuming if MB doesn't play, maybe you push uh, Ben Simmons into, you know, the five, you know, and, you know, he becomes your center. You know, the last time that happened, he scored 40 points. So, you know, let's see what, what could happen there. Can I just say, too, watching this game yesterday, now, granted, he didn't play a whole lot, but I guess – you know, he had to play some because of Embiid's injury. What the heck happened to Mike Scott? You know, zero points, seven minutes. That guy used to hit some clutch threes for us a couple years ago. He used to be a fan favorite, but the guy just, like, disappeared. I feel like the guy just has no energy. He doesn't, doesn't do much for us anymore. <laughs> I want to assume age is a big factor in that. Um, I mean, number one, they're putting him out there in center. You know, he's a power forward at at best. Yeah. Um, it just, it's really disappointing to see because he was a fan favorite, you know. I mean, you got to hope, though, going forward, he doesn't really have to play. So yeah. let's just hope, you know, if Embiid doesn't play, we keep it Harris, Green, Simmons, Curry, maybe put Simmons at the five, like you said, and then either maybe start, you know, I guess you either start Furcon or maybe, or you start uh, George Hill or yeah, maybe even start Maxi. Give the kid a That start. might be a good one. I mean, considering how good he played, I mean, push Ben as number five, and you know, you keep your other three the same, and maybe try. Maybe you could try Maxi in that spot. See what happens. I mean, you got games to cover. You know, and you can make adjustments early on, but let that kid ball. But uh, we just we gotta close this series out. We do not want to keep. We do not want to go to Game Six. We want to have some semblance of rest. Yeah. You know, because we just you know win this game and then you know Embiid gets healthy. You know, next series should also be fa fairly similar in difficulty, assuming we get there. You know, playing the Knicks or the Hawks. You know, I think it's going to be the Hawks at this point. They might pose a little bit more of a challenge, but you know, we only lost to them once this year, and I think that was like really early on. You know, last couple games we had against them this year, we really handled them. So, should be a fairly easy time. You know, assuming we need, you know get get past Game Five and then get on to this next series. Yeah. And like I said, with the uh, increased uh, capacity at Wells Fargo Center, I think it's you know the Wizards are going to be have bite off a little more than they can chew going into that going in into that arena. It's going to be loud. Wells Fargo Center can get loud. We rarely ever lose there. would be nice to get there maybe uh good old al al if you ever listen to this maybe you can you know give us some tickets 
But uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, let's just win tomorrow's game. Let's move on. Let's get that, you know, couple days of rest. You know, there's good possibility that, you know, the Knicks try to take, you know, tomorrow and, uh, you know, force a game six in that series. Well, yeah, let's hope that series goes seven. And, you know, it's a really hard-fought series. Speaking of which, what's been going on in the NBA these days, too, by the way? Um, these fans are getting nuts ever since they've been back. You know, first you get the uh, Russell Westbrook incident where one of our guys, one of, you know, one stupid idiot in our arena dumps popcorn over him, you know, like, you know. That magically healed Westbrook, so maybe it was a good thing for Westbrook. But uh, it's like, you know, what do you got to go and do that for? You just leave, you just add more to the bat, you know, the negative narrative that Philly fans are the worst when you do stuff like that. I'm just, you know, people are going to be all over that when you do it, and it just pisses me off. And then, you know, you got, it, what's even worse though is you go down to, it was uh, New York, I got over in Madison Square Garden. Like, those are real scumbags. They, they were spitting on Trey Young. Cool. It's like that's that's really assault. Like yeah. those guys can go to jail for a while for that. You don't spit on somebody. I'm pretty sure Spe- spitting is considered attempted murder. Yeah, especially right now. I mean, we're still technically in a pandemic. I know you know things are starting to go down with the vaccines and everything like that. But what are you doing spitting on somebody, especially a guy in the NBA? You know, and then uh, then you got an idiot in Washington running onto the court. And then, you know, the one where I think it kind of goes both ways, though, is when you go to Boston, you had that idiot Kyrie Irving. He is such a drama queen. I cannot stand that dude. But, uh, you know, he after the game's over, they blow the Celtics out. He should have just went to the locker room. Instead, he turns around when nobody else is really paying attention, walks over to the logo, stomps on the face of the logo, and then, you know, rubs his feet in like he's rubbing in dirt and walks away and then go figure you have a boston fan chuck a water bottle at you you know and then we're talking this assault with a deadly weapon you know you got Kyrie crying you know poor me it's like no you know obviously no the fan should not have done that you know you gotta you gotta think better of the situation you know you get tickets you don't want to you know cost yourself money cost yourself the chance to go to another game or you know get yourself arrested or anything like that but it's like Kyrie, you instigated that, you stupid idiot. Like, wh- yeah, I mean, talk about talk about a huge idiot, and you know, he, it's about time he goes on another hiatus. But uh, to me, like, what I don't understand is like the assault with a deadly weapon. If that was any ordinary person walking down the street and somebody threw a water bottle at them, you know, the you know judicial system would just laugh at that person. You seriously couldn't take a water bottle. But why is why is a celebrity? You know who instigated the situation. Now, granted, you know, you know, it's you it, know, it's something where you can't see that happening, and you know, you know, you, you like you wouldn't go to somebody else's, like they wouldn't come to your job, go into your office and chuck something at you. So basically, you shouldn't do it to them. I mean, it's a little ridiculous because it is a freaking water bottle, and the guy, like I said, instigated it. I think he needs to get in trouble for what he did. Yeah. You know, it's one thing if he's just walking back to the locker room, people just can't stand him and throw it at him. Then yeah, absolutely wrong. You know, but you you yourself decided to go and disrespect the Celtics logo. Now, granted, we're not Celtics fans. I you know that's probably one of my most hated basketball teams in the league. But you know, I can see where you know I can kind of see why the guy did it. I'm not saying it was right. I don't condone it because you know I'm I wouldn't go and get myself in trouble. But 
you you just you, you went to go disrespect the fans basically and disrespect the city you already pissed them off when you promised them that you would resign you you got on a microphone at a south before Celtics games and said you plan on resigning and then you go take a max with Brooklyn and and then you go and do that crap and then you go you know crying that you know or you know you were taught and then he goes both ways too like he, he plays both sides of the field he's gonna say there were so, so many racist things going on in Boston a couple a couple weeks ago and then you know while he was playing with them he would say everything was great so which is it yeah maybe they just don't like you because you know you ditched the team you know the big issue is you know the it always seems to be in the NBA you don't see it that much in well, we got Ronald Tor- uh, Torres. He doubled in the top of the sixth. Alec Bohm scored. And then Odubel Herrera hit a two-run home run. The Phillies now lead the Reds 8-3. to three. I'm pretty sure Fabulous. that might have been Herrera's second home run of the game. Nice. You know, but, but you, know. you know, anyway, you know, pretty much, you know, the, you only see it in basketball. I mean, you barely see it in the NFL. You certainly don't see it in hockey. And, you know, very limited with baseball. I mean, these guys are so privileged to make the money that they make, you know, to play a, a boys, you know, boys game. You know, it's not a men's game. It's a boys game. Let's get it real. And, you know, to make hundreds of millions of dollars doing it. And you complain about that and you're willing to, you know, ruin, you know, a dude's life for throwing a water bottle at you. When you did it, you're, you when you caused the issue... You might not have had that happen if you just walked back to the locker room. You know, like, I'm sorry, but Kyrie, du- Kyrie Irving is the biggest douchebag in the NBA. Like, you know, when uh, Stephen A. Smith said he should have retired when he took that hiatus in the m- middle of the year, he, he should have freaking retired. He obviously does not care about the game of basketball. You know, he cares about these other things. He's, I honestly think he's, you know, having some mental issues. I think he's got a, you know, mental problem. He's a mental case. Yeah. He's a huge mental case. He, he, you know, he's a, the guy freaking like burns sage before games to clear out demons. It's like that's just weird. And you know, to take a hiatus in the middle of a season when your team needs you, you're supposed to be a superstar of your team. Keep that team on your back. And when your other players on your team are hurt, you didn't even have Harden yet at the time, and you go ditch your team. You don't even of, deserve to play. What kind of player are you? You should have gotten. You should have lost money. Like, I think that guy needs to go. You know, I'm tired of listening to him, and then he wants to talk about all this nonsense. You know, you know, some of these players are just really getting on my last nerves. And then you got a guy like LeBron who's, uh, you know, f- flopping. You know, you can't even touch the guy without getting hurt. He, you know, you want to talk about goats. It's like, you know, Jordan, Kobe, even Allen Iverson, those guys would go out of their way to play. You know, you know, they would pretend they weren't hurt so they could play. Whereas LeBron will, go, you know, win an Oscar uh, for, for his performance when, he, you know, he gets poked in the eye, you know. And then, you know, he wants to go and, uh, you know, put a bounty on somebody's head, you know, during a certain situation that happened, saying, you're next. And then he wants to, like, put a bounty on the guy who put poured popcorn on Westbrook's head and make this guy. Like, he's trying to go out of his way to make people's lives live in hell. Now, granted, the popcorn guy was an idiot, obviously, but it's like, yeah, get kicked out, but you don't need people, like, you don't need to have your name blasted. Dude, you're on the opposite side of the country. Shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know? don't, don't worry about it. Didn't happen to you. You know, it shouldn't happen, but it's like, stop. you don't need to make things, you know, blow things out of proportion. And then, you know, and then you want to, you know, 
cause problems for police officers who were doing their job. You know, it's unfortunate what happened. You know, you would hope it didn't happen, but I don't want to get too much into that situation. But it's like, you know, you're you're posting a picture of a guy saying you're next, and then you delete. Well, he deleted it, yeah, because he was wrong. Because it was a self defense situation, and he was helping another person that was in a self defense situation. So, at the end of the day, you know, he's just you know fumbling words, you know, to make himself look big, bad, and tough. Meanwhile, go get, go get your iPhone. Reese Hoskins now hits a two-run home run. Phillies are winning ten to three. Quite the opposite Ooh, of yesterday. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm uh, that's big relief after watching that game yesterday. That was a tough watch. Damn, um, twelve hits. But yeah, like some of these players are just pissing me off. But you know, at the end of the day, the fans should never be doing stuff like that. You know, shouldn't be throwing stuff on the court. Shouldn't try to run on the court. You know. You, you, nobody would come to your job and do things like that, so you really shouldn't go and do so, that at somebody else's job. You know, granted, yeah. you know it's a job where you get to pay tickets to go see them, but you know they're still trying to go out there and do what you know, do what they're supposed to be doing. And you know you can't go out there and interrupt it. You're not the show. People are not paying to see you do stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's not an interactive theater type deal. You know, you don't get to pour popcorn on people. You can't throw bottles at people, whether it was you know warranted or. You know, it was instigated or not. You know, you can't go run on the court to try to, you know, touch the backboard. And, you know, you should never spit on somebody. And I don't know what the heck people have, you know, those people had a pro- that big of a problem with Trey Young. I mean, it's, the guy doesn't... I really, like Trey Young. <laughs> the guy doesn't really make cause too much of a stir. He's a good player. Um, you know, they've handed signs out at Madison Square Garden that, you know, you know let's chant Trey is balding. So the guy... The guy's a little younger and he's losing his hair, you know. So what? I'm 32 years old and I'm going bald. You know, who gives a crap? Why, you know, the fact that, that you went out of your way to <laughs> make chance saying, Trey is balding. You guys really have nothing to talk about, do you? And, yeah. let, and, let, and let's get something squared away, too. Knicks fans have to be some of the stupidest fans I've ever seen lately. You know, you win one playoff game in how many years? You're outside of Madison Square Garden chanting, going nuts, and then chanting, we want Brooklyn. You idiots, do you realize that you, A, even if you get past the Hawks, which you probably aren't, you got to go through the six. you know, you're likely going to have to go through the Sixers next, and you're not getting past the Sixers. Like, what are you doing? You just make, you make, your, you make yourselves look like idiots. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, you know, you know, you know, fever over you know finally getting back in the playoffs for the first time in freaking a million years. But and you know they're you know they were in a decent seed too. So I mean it's their best season in a long time. But it's like take it one step at a time. You won one playoff game and Brooklyn would be the third round if you make it that far and you ain't making it that far. You're not even making it now. <laughs> You're not. You, you. It's only. It's. I think it's the series. That series is at three to one. I think. You're yeah. not, you're likely not making it past that series, and then you would sure as hell not make it past the Sixers. So you're not seeing Brooklyn. So like, those fans need to like come down to reality a little bit. You know, they're okay, they're getting better, but uh, as a team, but they're nowhere near that level. It's like calm down. Ah, uh, so it's a wild, wacky world of sports. And then you said something about baseball and not having. I feel like those guys have way too many. Sh- it's not even streakers; it's just people who like to run across the field and then try to get on over to the other side. It's like, do they think by jumping onto the other side of the field they can? They're they're not in trouble anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like a competition. I, I just you know, 
why do pe- I never understand why people do that. Because you, you do realize when you do that, I'm 99% sure you get banned for life. Yeah, and arrested. Yeah, you get arrested, you get fined, and you're likely never going to another baseball game. Is it really worth never being able to go back to a game? For getting your three minutes of... To, it's, yeah. not even, it's, not even, it's not even a three minutes of fame type deal. It's like, nobody knows who you are. You just look like an idiot. People just assume you're drunk, and you're a moron. Like, you know, there was the other day... I can't remember what game it was at, but there's like... I think it was a Phillies game where like three of those guys ran on the field at once. <laughs> I just like shake my head. You know, I really wish they had some like linebackers or somebody in there like or Brian Brian Dawkins type guys. You know, just go out and drill the hell out of them. You know, when Should guys be the goal. The yeah, it's like, oh, you want to run on the field? Boom! You know, like where's that? Where's that? Uh, crap. You know, you know those Old Spice commercials where you had the guy that like tackle people. It's like where's yeah. that guy? James Harris. Yeah, go. Let's get James Harrison, you know, bodyguards. Just, you know, let's clone him at every sporting <laughs> event. And, you know, anytime somebody runs on the field, you just knock them out. You know, really. And then, you know, I. And then I really wish they would broadcast who they were and just say, like, look at this idiot. You know, I just. I can't stand those guys. You know. And because that, that's like a, you know. I don't care how you're drunk or you are or not. You're drunk, you still make those choices. So I just... That stuff just bothers me. Yeah. Well, you know, let's keep this lead, Phillies. Let's not blow it. And, uh, you know, big game, big game five tomorrow with the Sixers. And uh, hopefully, you know, they can, you know, finish it up and uh, get themselves into the next round. Yeah, hopefully we can close it out. I do not want to go to a game six and go back to D.C. You know, maybe MB plays. We'll see. Yeah. We'll f- figure out that. Hey, daddy. <laughs> I'm not into that weird shit. Where you going, mommy? <laughs> well, until next time, this is Tom with Out for One Sports. Yeah, and this is Anthony with Out for One Sports. What? Hey, everyone, have a good day. Thank you.